0: Welcome back to We Weren't Friends in High School, the podcast where I reunite with high school classmates from my graduating class of Wisakin High School in the suburbs of Philadelphia. I'm Brad Corbett, class of 2001. Uh, first and foremost, got to thank everyone, and I mean everyone, for checking out uh, the last episode, 112, with Brianna McQuaid Sujak. So uh, thank you to everyone. Thanks to Brianna uh, for you know, sharing the podcast. I know a lot of her friends and family, uh, maybe all of her friends and family uh, checked out the podcast. So thanks to, to everyone in her crew. And uh, if you're not subscribed to the podcast, you can do that anywhere podcasts are available. We weren't friends in high school on Instagram at WWF in high school on Twitter. And I am at redshirtplaya, P-L-A-Y-A. My guest this week is Aram Lee. Aram is Korean and something that uh, was important to me, uh, was that I had equal representation on the show. I talk a lot about race and, you know, just from a curiosity standpoint and just from a fair perspective, because I know there's other people that listen to the show that didn't just go to high school with me. And so I wanted to make sure I have a well-rounded picture for people who didn't know us of who was actually in the school. But with that also, I have a lot of dumb questions in my head. And just like I might embarrass myself uh, talking to a girl that maybe I'll have a crush with that comes up here, uh, I might also embarrass myself with the first Asian classmate that comes up here asking him everything that comes to mind about the Asian kids in our school. And so that's what I did. You know, I just kind of uh, let it rip and not knowing Aram uh, and really my last memories of him from high school were just that he was quiet. Um, but he was really friendly. Uh, and in fact, I think his personality was a little bit up, uh, a little bit more than mine to start. Um, I had just come back from showing my family around, uh, the city and my cousin was in town from California and she and my mom and I were just kind of, uh, uh gallivanting and doing a little day drinking. Uh, I came home, took a nap. Aron was planning on coming very late on this night. Uh, something like 10 o'clock at night, he thought he was going to come down and then ended up coming down around eight o'clock. Uh, and so I had taken a nap and I was just waking up as Aram got here. And I think it actually took me maybe a little bit just to clear the cobwebs out of my head. And so I I was a little nervous of attacking this. And eventually I was just like, all right, I'm just going to go in and I'm just going to ask this question. I know it sounds stupid and, and it may sound horrible, but I'm just going to ask her. I'm just going to say it and see how he responds. And Aram was totally cool. Um, Really great conversation that I had with him and, and learned a lot. Uh, there's a little bit of surprising stuff in here, um, but uh, it was a really great conversation. And uh, I'll talk a little bit more about it on the other side. So without any more delay, enjoy. Aram Lee. Uh Just give me a test. Testy. Yeah, sounds great. So Al Lee. Okay, so... One of the very important things for me of this show when I started this was to have equal representation of our entire school. right? So I wanted to have black kids, white kids. I also wanted to have Asians because we had a lot of Asian people in our school. Yes, we did. But I don't know shit about the Asian population. I even feel horrible calling it the Asian population. Well, that's what it was. It was. It was. But everyone is not just Asian. And now when I talk to Asian people in my everyday life, mm-hmm. I don't even call them Asian. I don't even refer them in any way. But I feel like there was no cultural learning about the Asian population, Chinese, Korean. Uh, there were some other countries in there. But I feel like I don't know shit about any of them. And I feel like, honestly, our Asian population was very segregated from the rest of the school. Not everyone, but I feel like a large population. And so I'm really interested in learning a little bit about life (laughs) as someone who's Asian. As an Asian, I was Asian. Yeah. But first thing I want to know is, where were you originally from? Were you from America?
1: I was born in Korea. Born in Korea. Came over when I was five, and lived in Upper Darby. Came over when I was seven. Went to Stony Creek. Okay. And then went through with with Wasaiken. Yeah.
0: So you're in there with everyone.
1: I was. I was.
0: Um, Do you remember coming when you were coming to America? Uh, Vaguely, I guess from the pictures. Um, did you speak English? When i came here yeah
1: no not so no.
0: how does that even like I, so can't, I,
1: I believe i went to esl english speaking
0: uh language or yeah i don't know what
1: the like, abbreviation is but like through kindergarten probably first grade wow but In- at that age you're like a sponge you absorb so much information and you pick up things real quick so yeah i don't think it was
0: like a much it wasn't a big hurdle yeah really no wow so uh, you know a lot of people that i've um interviewed so far coincidentally we just all had japanese class uh-huh. and we all i just talked to ryan dunn and we were just like we both kind of crapped out like through high school after a while it just got hard
1: yeah i, I don't think there was a lot of japanese kids in our taken. No. i think uh yuka it yuka yuka katobi yeah. yeah so that's weird but there dude. was a lot, a lot of korean kids and
0: lots of korean kids of and chinese Uh, was there any other part of the population of like the Asian population that you feel like, like represented?
1: I guess, do you consider like India? I don't No. Like I
0: consider that its own. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So,
0: okay. So Korean and, and, um, Chinese, did you have American friends when you came here?
1: When I came here?
0: Yeah. Once you like, so now you're in Stony Creek, you're taking, uh, you're taking ESL.
1: Throughout elementary school, uh Dustin Canner lived in my neighborhood. Really? Yeah, you know, Pam Licey lived across the street. Yeah. No, I, I Dustin Canner and I hung out a lot. Uh some kids from like town line.
0: Yeah. Yeah. When you went from elementary school to middle school, first of all, were there other were there other Korean kids in your like in your class elementary? Yeah, yeah the that, first uh, that were doing I ESL. Guess my first friend was uh you remember Man-yong? Yeah. Man twin? Young?
1: Yeah, Man and uh, Man Sang. Yes, yeah,
0: yes. God I was just talking about them with the Leia. Uh, okay. Yes, the other day, uh-huh. and I was the only one that could remember their names. Yeah, so they were my first friends at Wasaiken. Okay. And then, yeah. From elementary. From elementary, exactly. Um, did you feel like a a bond with them because they were Korean?
1: I I'd probably say so. Yeah uh there's a lot of common things being associated as a korean you know you go to not the same church but we go to a church that you know gets together yeah so it's, it's pretty much korean dominated
0: yeah uh environment when you got to middle school or at any point i guess was there like an influx were you like here's where i'm trying to like see is like at any point, did you recognize that there's a shit ton of Asians in our school that came from that have just moved here that aren't Asian American that came here with their parents as young kids like you did? At any point, did you, did that hit you like, oh, wow, there's like 30, 40 people here?
1: I always just thought it was normal. Really? Yeah.
0: Man, maybe it is. <laughs> it was. <laughs> did you ever pay attention to like race in school? Uh, yes, but uh, in what way? I guess I so like um when I think about the Asian kids in school, mm-hmm. um, I picture a group of like thirty kids walking through the hall, um, just in a group, no one speaking English. Uh-huh. When I think of a lot of the black kids in school, I think of a group of kids hanging in the hall, uh-huh. uh, in the corner. Um, when I think of like the cafeteria, I think of a table full of black kids or a table full of Asian kids. Yeah. Um, to me, I always thought that was always, always, always thought that that was super weird. I'm biracial, Mm -hmm. so I'm very used to, um, you know, having a little bit of ambiguity or floating and it Mm -hmm. didn't, I didn't feel like it floated in any way. It's I not- ask and I ask everyone this black, you know, I, I ask a lot of black kids this as far as did you just hang in like the black crews? But I'm especially curious because I I did feel like the Asian population um,
1: sort of segregated themselves,
0: segregated themselves versus like maybe there were two or three different groups of black kids mm-hmm. uh, that would break off. And then I felt like it was a really large group of Asian kids that all hung together.
1: I think it's because they're just more comfortable around other Asians. Uh, there's just more common things. Uh, especially with church, church was a big thing uh, in the Korean community. Really, every Sunday, you know, I never knew the church, and it was just Korean churches, so. Oh, so it sort of formed into the clique. Not that the Korean kids didn't want to hang out with the white kids or the you know the black kids, but it was just the more of a comfort thing.
0: Yeah, uh, that's interesting. Um, well, I'm you- just speaking for myself and yeah, know
1: yeah, the yeah, other yeah. Koreans that couldn't speak English. So yeah, but kids like Matt Choi or, you know, Scott Beck or, right. you know, they, they
0: got along with everybody. Yeah. On the spot. Yeah. I have, I have memories of Scott and, and like Brian Choi and, um, Brian Choi. No, Brian Cho. Um, okay. Yeah. I remember Brian Cho. Yeah. Brian Cho and like James, uh, James, James you, um, okay. yeah. Them throughout, you know, school interacting, being everyday part of society uh-huh. with everyone. Um, but yeah, then when I think of like man young and man song, Uh, in like a a group, and I don't know. Stereotyped is probably the best word. I feel like Asians were horribly stereotyped in school. Somewhat accurate. Yeah,
1: (laughs) stereotypes are somewhat accurate.
0: Yeah, yeah. I get you know they were great with math. Their handwriting was like Man Young and Man Son's handwriting was oh yeah impeccable.
1: Yeah, they're typewriters. Yes,
0: yes. Um. Okay, so you're you go to middle school? Do you what's what's that kind of like now with a with a bigger pod of literally or are in, in pods but with a bigger group of of kids
1: i guess uh you're only the like the korean clique just got bigger mm-hmm. i would say uh i think it was in middle school where i met you know a lot of the other korean friends that i had growing up like matt uh like chiman mm-hmm. like kidan yeah so
0: um and then did you did you, you were friends with like Dustin and like people in the neighborhood. Did you feel like you were able to keep those relationships too? A lot of people, just whatever race, once middle school happens, the neighborhood friends tend to seem to go away for everyone. And you kind yeah, of, yeah, I think
1: that's what sort of happened. As, yeah. You know, like as soon as I stopped going on the bus, you know, I see them less. Mm-hmm. It just works out that way. Yeah. Yeah. Why'd you stop going on the bus? I just had a ride.
0: um what were you into growing up growing up as a kid
1: i was into basketball
0: yeah Uh, played a lot of basketball uh video games Mm -hmm. what was american culture like for you because what was it like for you for me um obsessive at times um i think i thought that like American culture was as things are like the way you see it on TV uh-huh. is how you see it. it is how it happens in real life. So all of my like middle school, high school life, I was preparing for that by watching like Boy Meets World and Saved by the Bell and O and shit like that. And that's like legit how I think I thought life would be. Mm-hmm. Um, I was also an only child. Okay. So I didn't have like older brothers or sisters to to tell me it's like this or uh-huh. it's like that, um, and none of my friends had any older siblings older than us. So we were the first. So I didn't have anyone ever to tell me, no, this is what's going to happen. Or, this is what's going to happen. Or, or give you guidance. Yeah. It, yeah.
1: Yeah. I had an older brother growing up, uh, and I was around him a lot and his friends. So I, I really never. Had an issue with, you know, like, do I fit in? I never thought too much into it. Yeah, it, it it was what it was. Did
0: you did you like like cult like were you into pop culture here like Oh yeah, TV shows, all that oh, yeah. shit. Saved like it was I grew up with
1: that. Yeah. Uh, elementary school, you know, Maya the Bee, Doug, mm-hmm. all the Nickelodeon show. Yeah. Uh, Howdy doody is was it Howdy? Hey dude?
0: dude! Hey dude! Hey dude! Yes, big Hey dude fan. Salute your shorts. Yes. Yes. We sure. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. When you went to high school, were you? Did you start getting a job? What did? What did you do with yourself?
1: No, I, I, I never worked
0: throughout high school. Really? No. Wow. Yeah. During high school, after just, school, just go to the library and do what? Study. Wow. Was that parent mandated?
1: No, I, I enjoy going to the library. That's where we all just gather together. And spoke Korean. Spoke Korean. Yeah. Spoke English.
0: Yeah. Both? <laughs> Both. Some sometimes I'm just joking. Sometimes I'm just being a fancy. Very good. <laughs> this is the first time that we've we talked and hung up, so mm-hmm. I don't want you to think like, oh, he's being an asshole. No, I'm just throwing what I think is a well timed joke at that point. Yeah, no. So you liked learning. Ryan Dunn talked about like he was like he was on the debate team with Rishi and
1: I didn't even know we had a debate team. Oh really? Yeah. Wow.
0: Did you know about all the other stuff that we had or were you? What other stuff? I don't know. Like there was um key club and, you know, were you aware of like student government and Asian studies? Asian there was oh, Asian that, studies that was part You're of that. On that.
1: I think in my yearbook, that's pretty much it.
0: Really? Studies, yeah. No, I guess when you say that, that, you didn't even know we had a debate team. What I was originally going to ask was um, he was motivated to study by his friends. Uh, Ryan was, and so I'm asking. I guess what well, I was honestly, I've I, was... I really never studied. You were just hanging,
1: pretty much. Yeah. Oh. It was just a more of a social gathering than oh anything else in the library. Yeah, a lot, you... lot of fun memories.
0: What do you do there besides speak Korean and English? Yeah, we did a lot of silly stuff in yeah. the library and outside of the library.
1: Yeah. Okay, we sh- we made like videos, really, and stuff like that. Smoke cigarettes. Okay. A little bad boy activity. Walked over to Texaco to get uh, chocolate declare pies. Yeah. yeah. Those yeah. were the times. <laughs> I it's guess awesome. it was more in the winter time than the summertime. we always go to Wentz Front Park.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who were you hanging with once high school started going? Was it the same type of thing?
1: Uh, pretty much, yeah. yeah um, so, so you? Around the same cliff.
0: So then your friends then really span like your entire like seven year yeah, of good middle school with, and high school you know, and then beyond all of them. Yeah. What's uh what's that like, like um, weekends and stuff like what's your life actually like as a as a high school kid? You play you mentioned like you would hang out and play basketball and stuff. But did you play sports growing up? Did you do any type of extracurricular activities? Well, just amongst friends,
1: not in a you know, not signed up. For no, not like an establishment or yeah like a system
0: dude that was a pretty sweet life i got to tell you like i had to go to you know i had to get a job i had to do activities after school uh-huh. uh i had to go to summer camp it sounds like you were just chilling like all the time with or, friends
1: yeah i guess you could consider it that were a waste of time but
0: you think it was a waste of time no
1: i don't think it's a waste of time but it wasn't productive but yeah i guess With the memories that I have, you know, it was
0: worth it. Yeah. I I don't regret it.
1: Yeah. Sure.
0: Did you have, when you're, as you were growing up, did you have something that you thought, like, maybe I'd like to do this, like, going forward? I like this as a hobby. Maybe this is something I want to do.
1: I don't think I was ever really that driven to do anything or, you know, to get something done that I needed to accomplish. So I just went with the flow pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. What, uh,
0: what kind of. Fun memories? Do you have of that? Like, fun memories? Yeah. Any like good memories that you could share that you, that you remember of that era that doesn't get anyone in trouble or?
1: Uh, I'm sure there is. <laughs> but since you didn't give me a list of questions, yeah, beforehand, like you're not prepared. Yeah, I'm not prepared. Right. I just brainstorm a little bit.
0: If it uh, if it hits you at any point during, yeah, the I'll, night, I'll I'll bring it up. Bring it up. Yeah
1: um yeah before i uh when you asked me i yeah. i was listening to uh the second episode with eric Coxon. yeah for some reason i just went on facebook and i just saw that and i just started listening to it i was like oh it's pretty cool yeah literally the next day you messaged me and then dun, i'm like dun, oh. dun. so i texted matt i'm like yo matt call me if you're not busy yeah and then he calls me he's like ah uh, is everything okay like because we don't speak on a regular basis yeah so he thought something was up he was and i'm like no like brad asked me to do a podcast with him he's like really He's like make sure you get the questions beforehand <laughs> he's like you have nothing to gain from this This is <laughs> Matt Choi? uh is yeah Matt Choi? Matt Choi. my oh, pr my uh, <laughs> that's great but uh yeah he asked he, he's like you know make sure you get the questions you know I was like, all right, I'll ask them. And I asked you, and you're like, no, we don't do that. No <laughs>
0: questions. We don't do that here. Um, no, my mentality with it is like free form. Uh, it's on me to make it good, uh-huh. make it entertaining. Um, girls. Yes. Did you date in high school?
1: I guess not anybody from, no one from school. But, well, after I graduated, I did. Mm-hmm. But while I was in high school, I didn't date anybody from Wasaga. Okay, so giving names really wouldn't. No, yeah, mean. yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
0: we don't want to bore people with with strangers. Um, what um, what would your crew of like you didn't hang out in a group of thirty, right? We like it's, we it's actually like, did, yeah. Really? Yeah. So like like a Friday night.
1: Yeah, we would go drink to a bar.
0: Wow, group of thirty. Wow, <laughs> all speaking Korean. <laughs> all speaking Korean. Was the crew mixed of Korean and Chinese? no no. it was all korean yeah pretty much all korean yeah you know when i started to finally understand a little bit about like um like group asian communities and um my mom lived in north wales for a bunch of years after we graduated there's a big
1: korean community out there now
0: yeah over by um bell run off of north wales off of north wales road there's like a pnc bank and Aussie market is in there yeah exactly um, and the PNC bank specifically had, um, had Korean, like is on it, the sign. It, that's there. where Renner's, R- Renner's? Renner's. yeah. Yeah. Renner's. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, that's where they are. Yeah. Uh, and that's when I started realizing, and then people started moving into the development. And I started realizing like, oh, these are like whole families. And this is, like you said, it's like a mm-hmm. comfort level. I realized like, oh, of course, where would they go? Where there's no one else that speaks Korean or a place that's saying, no, tons of people that speak Korean are actually living here. Uh-huh. Um, and that's when it that started to kind of make sense to me.
1: Yeah. Well, before that was there was a lot of Korean Koreans over down in Cheltenham, like, like yeah. Fifth Street area. Yeah. So, you know, they just sort of came out to North Wales. Yeah. Further down on Cheltenham, F is uh, I think Soho.
0: Yes, They're like they're- there there's chicken there. I, I that's where we used to go in high school. Really. And. Down in Cheltenham. Yeah. to Soho. They're on the list for like best wings in Philadelphia, period. Really? Soho, yeah. Okay. Um. Wow, that's so, I don't know, worldly it feels like at <laughs> like, you know, 15, 16, 17 years old. I was, you know, going to friendlies, eating Buffalo wings uh-huh. with my friends, watching Sixers games on a Friday night. And you're going to Cheltenham. Well, well back in the day, like
1: when you were 15, 16, 17, it wasn't abnormal to go to a bar and drink what do you mean it it wasn't like it was just for you i thought it was for everybody how do you do that like duis weren't really like heavily like looked at by cops or anything but how do you get into a bar
0: at 15 16 17
1: they just you just go in (laughs) I, i don't know like i i thought it was just the norm but looking at it now
0: you know i wouldn't let A sixteen-year-old, like I would think, right? Like that's a little off. Yeah, you mentioned bar earlier, and in my head, I'm thinking he must be talking about when he's like, well, well, like bar as in like a Korean establishment bar. Okay, so okay, they didn't give a
1: fuck who they served to. Yeah. Wow. Of course, things have changed, but back then it was
0: pretty much the norm. Come on in. Yeah. Wow. So was it like party? So. Here's another person that partied and like I saw I didn't drink at all, right? I didn't none of my friends drank. It wasn't like a thing that I ever did. Is it so is that like a a regular thing for you partying and drinking or not so
1: much partying, but drinking, I I guess, drinking, going to karaoke
0: bars. Yeah. uh, yeah,
1: Going to those places, meeting different people. Yeah. My most fondest memories was in high school. You know, we did have a good time back then. Wow. Man, I
0: really missed out.
1: Yeah. you know like a, did, after i uh texted you that you know I, I told you i you know give me a day to think about it yeah so i think i texted you two days after yeah i told you i was yeah and then you didn't respond for a little bit i'm like and yeah, did he get scott
0: back on this? <laughs> 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 i was like or maybe he doesn't need me anymore uh, here he filled <laughs> that korean quota oh my god <laughs> no uh <laughs> no scott didn't answer no no you asked um, him no no i think uh the only probably the only other asian person that i reached out to and this was a long time ago like during the summer was brian yoon okay um he lives uh right around here does he because i'm not sure i wasn't sure when i looked on facebook it looked like he lived like in pottsville or Pottstown town or somewhere far no, and uh um, no. he, he travels a lot it seems mm-hmm. like uh and so we were playing a lot of phone tag um and at a certain point, like, you know, when you try and you try to get someone, um uh-huh. you don't want to be annoying because then they'll never do it. Uh so it got to the point where I thought I might be annoying him by constantly, you know, trying to schedule something uh-huh. with him. Uh so I kinda chilled out on it a little bit.
1: Yeah, I, I see him here and there or something do you like around. Yeah.
0: Do you uh where do you live now? I live in Skipack. Okay. Do you like uh, growing up in the Burbs and then staying in the Burbs? Have you been in the Burbs the whole time? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah.
1: So I'm married with two kids. Yeah. Uh, my oldest is 11. Wow. My second is 8.
0: Wow, you've been at this for a long time. Yeah, I got married when I was 26. Holy
1: shit. I know.
0: Wow. You've been at this a very long time. 11 years. You've got a picture on your Facebook page with a baby. and I—that That just, is my baby. I assumed... That's somebody else's. No, I just assume. <laughs> but that's not like a baby from now. Is that a baby now?
1: No, I I haven't really updated Facebook. That's or what I anything mean. In a, in a while, that's so. a ten
0: year old picture,
1: at least. Yeah, <laughs> or eight. Oh yeah, yeah, eight or eleven like, year old picture. Yeah. She was born in two thousand and eight, wow. and we got married in two thousand and eight.
0: Wow. So what did you do after
1: after high school? After high school, I went to Pitt Bradford for about two years. Mm-hmm. Came down came back down, came back home,
0: uh, went to auctioneering school, auctioneering school. Yeah. Like to be like, uh, an auctioneer, like the fast talking. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. That's so different. Yeah, it was different. Wait, how does that happen?
1: It it just happened. It was just suggested. And it's just something that I just got into. Um, and then I was in, I, I started an auction company, uh, Ran that for about a year while I was, I had a secondhand shop that's been going on for about 15 years now.
0: You've had a, you have a secondhand shop? Yeah. Where? Northtown. Really? Yeah. What's it called? Do you Oz want from Garage? What's it called? Oz Garage. Oz Garage. Yeah. So
1: while I was on that, did auctions, it became too much of a burden. So I sort of stopped doing the auctions. I do want to get back into it one day, but.
0: Were you going to like, um, like storage wars type of stuff?
1: No, no. Uh, at first, we would be going to auctions, auction houses, buying merchandise.
0: Mm-hmm. But it's, it's sort of evolved to people bringing stuff in. Into you guys. More like
1: a pawn shop without a yeah. pawn. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah.
0: Wow, that's so cool. It's, we have a lot of stuff like that around here that um, I enjoy going mm-hmm. and talking to people about. They always make me feel like my stuff might be worth something that I could come well, bring I could take a look for, at it. I, I'm a, a licensed, licensed a auctioneer and appraiser. <laughs> a lot of it is right here in this room. <laughs> uh, let me see if there's <laughs> anything I was eyeing the WWE yeah. <laughs> videos. They're the, gonna be worth something. The VHS <laughs> are worth something there. Um. Wow, that's so cool. Do you were you handy at all? Or are, you, are you? Do you ever have to like fix stuff to get it up to value? Oh, oh yeah, all yeah. the time. So are clean you clean it up? Yeah. You know. Where does this? Where did this come from? That's such a. I don't know. I don't want to say weird because I don't want to. I don't want to say that you know something like is weird, but that's such a different thing pat that
1: oh for sure where does that come from comes from within (laughs) (laughs) no i don't i don't know where it comes from it just came up and then i just went with
0: it you're so nonchalant about like the most like interesting job choice were you into like stuff as a kid were you into like collecting things or
1: Uh, i always grew up
0: collecting baseball cards football cards
1: uh comic books but I don't think I've really had a passion for
0: it, you know. Yeah. But that's what I mean, like you I don't know. You you didn't do any like organized sports. You didn't have a job. You hung out and drank. And then you're like I'm going to start a a secondhand shop and be an auctioneer. Well, it was also through family okay. as well. Uh,
1: and the, it just worked out that way. I huh. really can't tell you why it went that I went that path but just the way it ended up that's
0: interesting so um you have the shop and then you became an auctioneer
1: uh sort of at the same time okay I was going through school uh you have to have x amount of hours and then be an apprentice for x amount of hours and then you take the test to become an auctioneer wow how long does
0: that take? Was that hard? No, it wasn't hard, but probably took about two years. Wow, that sounds like dedication. A little hard. Yeah, I was dedicated. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I, I enjoyed it. It's a good learning experience. You know, getting to deal with a lot of different things. So, can you talk fast? Yeah, it's wow. been a while since I chanted. Yeah, but
0: why to not you give it do a that? shot? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: What do you want me to sell?
0: Um, key sell uh this keyboard. The keyboard. Yeah. Okay. man <laughs> Like, I start we go
1: where? We get ten, ten. What do you get five, two and a half? What do you get down? and go one. What do you get two, two, two? What do you get two, three, two? What do you get three, three, three? we bump it four, four, four? We five. I have five here. We get five. I'm, I'm a little rusty, so. dude. That's
0: so good. <laughs> I've never seen that live. I feel so lucky to just get that live right now. I'm yeah. a huge Storage Wars guy, and no, I if love, you're gonna edit it, yeah. You know, I'd like to redo it. (laughs) If you want to redo it, I'll put that part back in. (laughs) So I did that for a little bit.
1: And this past February, me and my cousin opened up a vape shop, smoke shop, good vibes in Ben Salem.
0: That's awesome. Across the street from Wawa. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. What got you into um, vape? Uh, I have a cousin down in Florida who has a store. Okay. And you just thought I could do this. I want to do this.
1: Yeah. I I sort of have an interest in it and it's just another, uh, I guess thing to get
0: into. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, you're so nonchalant with your interests because I am, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You are also, yeah, it's amazing. You're just so like, yeah, I think I'm just going to do this, but then you do it. You do it like all the way, like you're owning the shop
1: yeah like I do it, but it's i don't know i not passionate about i i guess i I am passionate to a certain extent, but you know
0: it's not my biggest interest what's your biggest interest uh, my family friends same thing as before, yeah
1: things don't change <laughs> i don't know i i've Dealt with a lot of materials, like a lot of different things. So material wise, like it, I'm not really,
0: yeah, uh, not a big deal.
1: Yeah. Not too interested in it. Sell that shit. Yeah. (laughs) That's it. My my goal is to retire in the mountains, you know, just be alone. Where where in the mountains? Anywhere. Anywhere that I could be isolated and just do my own thing. Really? Yeah.
0: With the family or without? Do uh, you want to? Do you want to take a break from the family and then come back from time it, to time? It's not or? a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> that's like one of my like deep, deep dreams is like get a cabin out in the woods or something, mountains like out in Colorado that's away from everything commercial and just have a spot where I can go and hang for like three to six weeks at a time and then mm-hmm. come back into civilization and you know reassess and come back and then hey leave it again and
1: that's ideal. Like I want to just be isolated. Just do what I like to do, like make things, and not really have to deal with people on a day to day basis.
0: Yeah, yeah. When I, I guess when I think about like about high school, I think of you as like a quiet person, um, which I probably, probably was. Yeah. Um. So I don't know when I saw you today, and you're like, "What's up?" And like I was like, "It was like, uh, like but that's like more excited than I've ever seen. You know, more emotional than I've ever <laughs> seen you before." So. Now when you're talking about like, you know, isolation and just like, I like, yeah, that's kind of like how I, I
1: guess that's where I fit in a little bit more, yeah, a little better.
0: Listen, that social shit is, can be for the birds from time to time and it can be very empty at the end of the day. Like I am a
1: social person. I am an extrovert, but I don't know. I I sort of want to be alone now.
0: I had no idea you, you've been at it for 10 years with family life, 10 plus with, with family life and everything, yeah. man. I, I think anyone that's been doing that for that long and raising kids and all that um, would say the exact same thing. You know, need yeah, a break, man. would love to go away somewhere <laughs> without the, like, Well, oh, you want to take the family? like No, like my
1: idea of a vacation is with the family. You yeah. know, I do want to spend time with them because I, I really don't get to spend a lot of time uh, with all the stuff that I, that's going on but now i'm working towards that
0: yeah where yeah. did you get like this business acumen before we talked uh before well, we came upstairs you were talking about stock now you're talking about you own. this you know you have the, you have the smoke shop you have the second well i really had no other option i didn't like have a degree to get into
1: a corporation or you know wwe or anything <laughs> like that so you know i just went into what was available to me yeah
0: so, how did that become like how does most people just go and get a job at an hourly wage. They don't say, I'm going to get a building and start a business where I have to also get inventory.
1: Yeah, there, of course there's risk, but yeah, you know, that's life. You know, you just gotta take the risk and- Where does that come from? Capulative risk.
0: But where do you think of that? Did you want to be a business owner? Or did someone say like, hey, you could do this? Were your, was your family owners, business owners to where you just thought, oh, I could do this too? Well, like
1: Koreans in general, are like business owners,
0: like grocery stores, dry cleaners, yeah. typical, uh,
1: you know, Korean businesses. But
0: yeah, so it's the, just
1: in your blood. I guess it's in the blood.
0: <laughs> that's yeah. so wild, dude! Like, I, I wish I had. Um, listen, I have like a million ideas that go through my mind. Probably mm-hmm. in the last year and a half, this podcast the only is the only thing I've actually uh, put into operation uh-huh. of those ideas. So and how so, long have you been doing it? This podcast, yeah. I've been recording since May, but I've been thinking about this since last St. Patrick's Day when I ran into Dan Cassidy at the bar. Dan Cassidy? Yeah. Okay. I ran into Dan Cassidy at the Where, bar. TJ William. No, out here. Uh, I run into everybody out here. I was showing some good friends of mine around Fairmount. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were house hunting. They were just coming to town. And so we were over in uh, Bishop's Collar over by Fairmount having some drinks and some lunch and I uh, ran into Dan Cassidy. And he's with his uh, fiance and he introduces me and we hug and he's like, Oh, what's going on? And we're just kind of talking about life. Uh-huh. And we hug again, say goodbye, say goodbye to his fiance. We walk out of the bar my friends like, Oh, is that a good buddy of yours? I look at them and I say, I've never talked to him in my life, but hugged him twice, hugged him twice. And they go, we <laughs> thought that was like your best friend. I go, I've never talked to him ever. It's the first time I've ever talked to him. I've known him since like fifth grade. Uh-huh. Um, and that's when I just started thinking later that night, I saw Mr. Hood at the, at the baseball game, the old band instructor. Um, totally. he didn't do band. I did Um, and I just continue. I I totally ran into Ellen and Tui, uh, when I was getting some, a tux fitting. Uh-huh. Um, I run into, um, I run into Kevin Rogers okay. and Amar a lot. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I around see him here.
1: I see him around like PJs, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm.
0: I guess at PJs, you see
1: a lot of the Wasakians. Sure, there. yeah, uh, yeah. Ran into Chuck Belsterling.
0: Yeah. You remember him? Mike, Mike Clyburn brought him up. They were in a band together, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, how do you feel on, you know, vaping? I feel like it would be irresponsible to talk about the vaping without talking about, like, what's happening right now with everyone talking oh, yeah, about vaping.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely feel the hit uh, from the news. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's out of my control. So I don't think too much of it. You know, I just do try to do the best I can do. Yeah. Hope it works out.
0: Man, that's why I could
1: understand the concern, mm-hmm. but there's also, you know, a backstory that
0: more, most people don't know. More know. to it. Okay. So, yeah. Do you have other, I feel like you're not a person that just sits with one thing. Do you have other things that you want to do? Oh, of course. From a, an ownership standpoint or a, a career yeah, there, standpoint. Yeah. There's always things that I want to do. Mm hmm. The problem is I just
1: don't do it, you know, like I always have ideas, uh, but just getting into, you know, action Yeah, is the harder part, like
0: making that first step. So do you go, do you, have you gone to Korea since you've come home? I went back in 2006. What was that like?
1: Uh, it was a good time. <laughs> it was a good time. Right. A lot different than how it is here Mm -hmm. but it's for me it's not a place that i would want to live or raise my children in yeah but as a teenager or you know in the 20s as a single person it's ideal yeah Uh okay it's ideal okay
0: ideal not just good it's ideal ideal that's cool you said you have uh brothers I have I have one brother, one brother, mm-hmm. and no sisters, no sisters, and he's older. Yeah, sixteen months older. Oh, that's not far at all. So, was he was he with us? Yeah, oh. he graduated
1: in '99. Okay, two years
0: ahead. Yeah. Wow, all this I never knew about you. Never asked. I know. So, you know, one of the things I always think about is like the different class structures of high school, Mm -hmm. um, cool kids, nerds, whatever. Did you ever feel like you fit in to anything like that? Did you feel like you were a a cool kid or an outcast or? Well, I never really thought of it like that. You
1: know, everybody just has their own. Yeah. There's the people who have this interest and that interest. And, you know, they just sort of migrated towards each other. I, I never really thought like oh they're they're better than me or worse or it was never like that it was just like they just had different lifestyles.
0: Yeah. yeah. Did you ever feel like you didn't belong with a certain near a certain group or with a certain group? Or- well, I
1: I knew I wouldn't fit in in certain groups just because we just had different interests. Mm. You know, it, it was nothing like I didn't like them or anything like that. It's just you know, yeah. Not everybody meshes. Yeah. Know, so. Dude, you're so
0: even I guess so yeah were you always like honestly you felt like you were like that in high, I don't I don't you know I wish I could call you out and be like dude you were not like this in school but well,
1: like I'm trying to remember our like I of course I remember you from mm-hmm. high school or yeah, middle school yeah. I don't know you, where you went
0: uh, yeah middle school that. yeah yeah I was in Shady Grove but I don't remember any
1: classes with you I don't remember yeah. I, I don't remember any interactions with you yeah
0: I just remember. But you I remember. You, I do remember you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't even mean like with us specifically, because um, I don't think we ever had. I don't think we had like any issues. Um, but I think you know. Did you have any issues with with you? Anybody? No, no, oh. no, with me. Like, did you have no, issues with me? No, 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 with you. No. Um, but I do think I was, I don't know, I don't think racist is the right term, but I think I was definitely like in a bandwagon of, oh, the Asian kids or get the fuck out of the hallway or, you know, <laughs> shit like that. You guys took up a lot of space. You guys, we, we did. Yeah, we did. You guys would roll like 40 wide across the hallway <laughs> and you would walk really, really slow through the hall. Um, and so I think I was definitely. I was probably not in that group walking with them yeah. <laughs> um I think I was definitely in that group that would be like oh the Asians quote unquote uh-huh. um you know and that's just check of one of the things that I think back and I think god like 20 years ago uh-huh. why would, I can't believe I like talk like that or I thought like that or but I definitely think that like the large overall population was, so you
1: you didn't like that aspect that there were too much of a click
0: yeah correct correct but you know like you like I said I said, you know, would you have told me, like, you didn't ask. I never made that type of an effort uh-huh. to to meet anyone on an individual basis, to get to know anyone on an individual basis, uh-huh. um, to ask them a, an individual question. Um, I think I just, in my mind, not even in my mind, in reality, I took and I said, group of Asian kids, I have nothing in common. That's that. You know, like,
1: yeah. So, so, what clique did you belong in?
0: I was in, I was in. I think I was in like a not a cool kid crew. crew not the smart kid. So crew. who's the not
1: cool kid? Um. So who was your friends?
0: I don't mean like. I don't mean like <laughs> we weren't. I don't mean like these kids were losers, but we weren't in like what you would call the cool kid crew. Uh-huh. Um. So I used to hang out with like Ray Campion and okay. Scott Ritter and josh taylor and scott ritter
1: was always with uh was it darren with who who's that black kid oh
0: name? larry dyson larry dyson in middle school yeah larry he dyson. never made it to high school with this he went somewhere else No, uh but yeah larry dyson
1: oh, you know who i uh sort of hung out with after high school mm. javier you remember javier
0: javier marquis yeah yeah
1: javier. we yeah. went to some uh salsa i guess it wasn't salsa. it's like margarita margarita yeah he
0: could dance he's a big time dancer yeah, he's he uh dance. shout out to javier and nicole javier,
1: you should get him here
0: i would love to. he's down in miami i'd love to take no. a trip down there and uh grab an interview with him you know nicole you know about nicole nicole who? his sister javier's sister nicole no, Marquez. No. so do you know the hip city veg no. restaurants? No. so there's all these um vegetarian restaurants that are here there's one in dc and there's a few other that have been busted as a couple here in the city uh, and that's all his sister uh really oh, really really successful oh, nice. um, during the last presidential campaign uh, elizabeth warren was known to you know go there a lot uh, and take pictures and and selfies or whatever and promoting like clean eating healthy eating all that stuff Elizabeth uh, warren mm-hmm. is that who you like um i don't like any of them if i'm being completely uh-huh. honest
1: you don't like the asian guy
0: uh i do like who yang <laughs> i do like yang i hate that everyone makes fun of him i don't like mm-hmm. his last showing uh where he made tons of asian jokes the The first asian joke we made the like you know the uh the opposite of donald trump is an asian guy uh-huh. who likes math i thought that was a home run um but then he kind of like the next debate, he brought out another Asian joke, and he had like three in one debate. And I uh-huh. thought, like, eh, I don't like people. I think he's
1: just saying it to make light of it. Yes, or, yes, you know, not to take it too seriously.
0: Yes, I just I don't like it being made light of that much. I
1: uh-huh. guess
0: it feels like low bar. You humor. feel offended? <laughs> no, it's too much. Uh, I feel like it's low bar humor. I'm a weird humor guy. Uh, uh-huh. I hate like poop jokes and fart jokes. And you, and, yeah and like i I would have thought the opposite really i seem like a poop guy to you yeah really um no not so much and and um yeah and like certain sometimes race jokes like when it's good Uh i like it to just sit there and be its own thing like i love a good race joke if it's funny but when you keep doing it and doing it now it feels a little more planned a little bit more rehearsed uh so i I liked it when it felt a little more off the cuff. Now it feels like he's coming with his gang of Asian jokes. You know what I mean? His uh-huh. book of Asian jokes. And that's not as impromptu for me. Yeah. Um, I like him. I like the ideas that he has. I don't know. Yeah, no, The ideas that he has, I like them all. Can you, can you vote?
1: Uh, No. Really? I'm a permanent resident. I'm not a citizen yet. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: How about your wife? Is your wife a citizen? Yeah,
1: everybody else... Uh, you know, my parents, my brother, they're all citizens. I just never went through this. Never steps, did it, so, so you can't vote. I, I,
0: I really felt
1: that I really needed to go that route.
0: Mm. Do you feel, so like when Obama voted, I remember. I, but he's, I, if he's
1: giving a $1,000 a month, yeah, I'm going to get my citizenship. But
0: <laughs> Well, do you feel, I don't know. It was big for me to vote for Obama uh-huh. um, in 2008. I didn't live in the in the state, and I remember sending in an absentee ballot uh, because mm-hmm. I was living in Connecticut, and I hadn't changed my address. And so I was like. I remember sending a text to my mom and saying I, I voted for the first black president. Um, Did do, do you feel like any type of I don't know? I, I like Obama,
1: I like him, but I didn't like him to the point where I needed to get my citizenship to vote.
0: But but for you don't feel that for Andrew Yang either though, where you go like wow the like the first high profile Asian candidate I would love to he ain't going to win right we know that he's not going to win mm-hmm. but do you feel any you don't feel any type of like push to vote well, for I him feel
1: like. His uh, plan and his idea is the way it should be. Yeah, uh, and I agree with him in that aspect. So I do like him in that sense. Uh, I just don't know how much change he could really bring. You know? Right. Yeah. That, that's why I, not that I like Trump, but mm-hmm. I like the fact that he got in to you know shake a little things up that's wrong with the system. You know.
0: That's what I liked about Bernie. Um, I thought a lot of Bernie's plans were not doable. Mm-hmm but I thought he could get things moving along to a place to where it would break certain, certain things in the system to where you have no choice left but to fix it now. Um, that's what I really enjoyed about Bernie. Yeah, I, I was a Bernie guy last election. Not so much now. Yeah. But I, like his
1: intention is his roots are very pure and good. Mm-hmm. It's for the people. Yeah. That's what I like about him. I, don't, I can't really agree with his plans. But it's also like opposite with Trump. Like I don't really know his what he really did here, uh, as in like or no, Trump. Trump. Yeah. But the only thing I don't like about Trump is that you know he's not there for the people. Right. Yeah. You know, that's the only thing. But I don't also take that in a bad way. You know, I think maybe it's needed here. Hmm. Yeah, so. That's interesting.
0: That's a pretty interesting because yeah, the
1: system's already flawed. Like yeah, you know, like with you know lobbyists buying politicians getting you know laws passed in their favor you know there's a lot of stuff that i don't agree with what's going on mm-hmm. uh, and trump you know i thought would have shaken that thing things and, up a little bit
0: as a small business owner have you felt a difference with trump and for you i'm interested just that's no, what everyone- no,
1: i I I think politically like cuz no matter who's president, I'm still gonna be working. I'm still gonna you know, be doing the same stuff. It's just more personal mm-hmm. than anything else. You know? Yeah. But,
0: which I don't really take too personally. So. Yeah. Nothing. You don't. You don't seem to yeah. take anything like too personally. Um. um so what's your
1: uh, normal Saturday like? Totally random.
0: Yeah, you know, single guy.
1: Like, so. What do you do? Go on Tinder and all that.
0: Oh, for dating? Yeah, sometimes I'll go on Tinder, but Tinder is pretty shitty. Um, I think Tinder is filled. Tinder for a guy Uh in their 30s is pretty hard because most girls don't talk. To 30 some. How old are you? 36. 36. 36. They just don't talk. They're just not like, you know, talkers. In my head, most girls are just being bombarded with dick pics Uh on Tinder. From every <laughs> so many girls dude have just so many disclaimers on their tinder account where it's like no i don't want to see your dick uh-huh. uh or don't set up a date and then text me 10 minutes before and say hey i can't come out but if you want to come over that's cool like guys is, just guys is that
1: their disclaimer or is that their message to you no that's like like a disclaimer their, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's their disclaimer on their profile page they say all that right there like uh-huh. guys will just you know, cancel or try and cancel and try and get them to just come over to the house and just show the dick pic, like whatever. And it's just so girls just have all these disclaimers up there. And it's like and then on top of that, it's, you know, don't not just looking for a hookup. Like who goes out with someone knowing that they want to get married?
1: Uh, Who goes on Tinder? Who goes on Tinder? Exactly. Without that intention.
0: So, well, that's the other thing is that a lot of people, I think because it's easier to make a profile on Tinder, a lot of people started going on tinder looking for relationships uh-huh. and so they all say don't want to hook up not here for a hookup you're here for a hookup swipe left blah 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 and they're all on tinder with uh-huh. these long ass profiles i'm thinking wow if that's not what you wanted should have gone on e-harmony or christian mingle or, or, or know, something meets, that's more more serious coffee yeah, meets bagel something but yeah. like yeah tinder i feel like had a an aura i also think it's different when you're younger I think if you're like 22 mm-hmm. and you're on tinder People are just there for sex. But
1: I, I guess I got married before all that. Before all that, so I never really got to experience the. Uh, yeah. I guess the social uh, media, where the internet—it's a jungle aspect. out here,
0: and you just never know what you're what you're running into. I uh-huh. had a I had a date with someone before we even had the first date. She's telling me that um, she just got out of a out of her relationship, so that's like a red flag. And he's a UFC fighter. <laughs> It's Chuck Liddell. Uh and I'm like, uh <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's cool. So I'm trying to just be like, hey, I'm just looking to like, and I'm also the type of guy like I pay. I, I don't do this. We're not going Dutch. uh uh-huh. I don't do this. You know, you you buy your drinks. I you're coming out with me. I asked you to come out. We're gonna, we're gonna, I'm gonna pay for whatever's happening uh-huh. here. So that's just how I rolled, even if the date's going horribly. Uh uh-huh. I do it. So I get there, uh, and she uh just got out of a relationship has a kid which is fine did you find all this out on sitting, the date sitting there okay. with her across across the table has a son which is fine co-parents lives with her ex-husband because they couldn't afford he they couldn't afford to get uh, the official divorce okay so they're still married live together he's got three other girlfriends but won't move out so they co-parent and co-live together He's got the life. Um, he's He's got the life. Um, and previous to them being separated, uh-huh. they were in an open marriage, which is where she met this boyfriend that she just got out of the long-term relationship with. And that was just like so many things are just throwing at me. And I'm just like, well, I hope you enjoyed the drinks and the oysters because I, I got to go. <laughs> I just have things I have to do. And that was it. Yeah. And that is, you know, it can go from that to I don't think I've ever like dated anyone more than you know a month off of tinder i had a little bit more luck with okay cupid but uh uh-huh. they ask you a shitload of questions and i just once i was off of it a while back i never got back on it so did you date anyone from wisshagen never i never dated in high school ever. if you did who would you who would i have? who dated? would you have liked to oh god everyone uh <laughs> <laughs> They could be listening and be singing. Um, no, they're all married. <laughs> they're all, they all married. All married? Yeah, pretty much. Um, every year was someone different, uh-huh. uh, and I don't have necessarily a type. Um, I remember, so I always, I, I said in the first episode that Mrs. Castor's uh, calculus class was like my favorite class. Uh-huh. Um, and in that class, I just had really pretty girls. You know, Katie Evelyn, mm-hmm. uh, Steph Schneck, okay, um, Steph Berkey. Steph Hughes, a lot of Stephs. Um, so you like the Stephs? I like the Stephs. Okay. Um, Amy Jaskowiak. And I was uh, starting, I think I was starting to come into my personality a little bit more. And the big thing that everyone used to say was, I'm funny. That's what like Katie even used to like. you're so funny. You're funny. And I used to come home and I would like talk to Scott Ritter. I'm like, she said I'm funny. What's that mean? <laughs> and he'd be like, yeah, you're funny, Corbett. You're funny. And I was like, "Oh man, what, maybe I can work this into uh-huh. something." But I never figured. Oh, uh, Brooke Johnson was in that class. Uh-huh. I never, um, I never learned how to transfer that into getting it out of. We're just in class together. Uh-huh. Y- you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then college. Once I started having more friends, and then you're just kind of in those groups together. It even still took me like a few years, you know. Um to like really start dating i probably didn't really truly like bust out like that so i was like Man. too late <laughs> yeah, not even too late i feel like I, I told someone else this. i feel like i'm still trying to live my like my teens and my 20s through there's nothing wrong with to that get out of my system yeah. yeah i mean i'm single i mean so it was the best years of my life you know yeah, so. why live like i'm 36 if, if i don't have to yeah exactly um yeah i probably didn't start like really really breaking out until i was like 26, 27, Uh um, once I moved up to Connecticut. And and I think also it's a a little bit of a self-esteem thing. I have a real thing with like, I feel like I need to be, I feel like I can't lie about who I am. And so if I don't feel good about the place I'm in career-wise, financially, I Uh feel like it has an effect on how I I carry conversation with people, Uh uh, women especially. I don't feel like I can lie. And if the first question is going to be, well, what are you doing? And then it's like, oh, well, uh, I don't really have a job or, uh-huh. you know, um, just kind of working through things right now or whatever. It fucking kills it. And unfortunately for me, the course of my head is I see things way too far ahead of schedule. And so I had that conversation. I had played that scenario out in my head. So you weren't ever. ready to get into it until you were no ready yeah. in other aspects. Yeah. yeah, until I felt like I had like a job that fit my age or I lived, you know, on my own or uh-huh. Um, and I moved a lot you know, through my, I, I tell you every summer I used to leave and go to the beach, uh-huh. uh, and you're just partying. Um, and then I would come home and I'd be home for a semester, you know, six months, seven months, and I leave again. And then I went to Connecticut, uh, where I traveled four days a week. By yourself? Uh, yeah. I moved there by myself. Yeah. Uh, and you didn't know anybody out there? In Connecticut? No, I moved there for WWE. I didn't know anyone. Oh, that that's a life I could probably envy.
1: You know? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, it was, uh, you know, it's fine. Cause I am a very, I'm an only child, so I'm a very single independent. You know, yeah. Very independent person. Uh, and I think I struggle more with the image that I should be doing blank, or I should be hanging out with blank, or I should be dating blank. I, I, I struggle more with stuff like that. So uh-huh. I just don't think, I don't think I, uh, I haven't balanced the lack of selfishness that comes a lot of times with a family or a relationship and so uh i've never popped the question i've never looked at a ring uh uh-huh. i just got done six weddings uh over the last year over the last 12 months what do you mean six weddings? going you to participated yeah like uh in a couple going to some mm-hmm. uh six over the last 12 months and like i asked people like go, man you like the ring and all like that's such a grown-up thing and i'm not anywhere near there even the idea financially to like section off money and say like i've got to pay off this wedding ring or like I'm no. nowhere near save that save money for college yeah no. not for no. you no. for you're somebody right like i'm so selfish yeah. in that way like i i think i think a couple weeks ahead of, at a time and that's about it and you got to do more than that when you're going to be in a relationship get married have kids yeah for sure um yeah so <laughs> it's still, this is still what to i'm doing own, Just, you know? yeah like, um i don't know yeah, everybody has different paths, you know. Happiness is not the same for everybody, you know. Did you um you were young, you were 26. Um did you feel like you were ready? I don't think you would ever feel ready.
1: Uh after getting married, really nothing really has changed. Mm-hmm. But when you get your first kid, you know, that that's when you look at your significant other a different way. Mm-hmm. You know. That, more like a, as a mother to your
0: children than to you know it's not just about your relationship yeah exactly so now is your where uh, what school district are your kids in uh Perky Omen. so now as you're you know you're because raising kids Elman and tree. uh they're starting to head you know 11 she's in middle school sixth grade yeah yeah i mean you're starting to now raise what what we just talked about exactly, exactly. Um, but world's so different now are they going to hang in a group of korean kids
1: I guess fortunately, or unfortunately, there is not a lot of Korean kids in Perkiomen Valley. Okay. So, but it, it's a nice little
0: area, nice school district. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, I'm happy.
0: Do you want them to? Do you have wishes and dreams and hopes for them? And oh, of course, but they're going to
1: take their own path. Yeah. You know, I what I stress the most is you know just do what you like to do, mm-hmm. what what you're passionate about, and not just don't chase the money or anything else, just do what makes you happy. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, everything else will come with it. Yeah.
0: So dude, that's so you're so even killed and Yeah. I guess you could look at it that way. But are you happy? Are you happy in life? You're happy with life?
1: Uh it's subjective. Like I guess I am happy. But there are aspects of my life that is not great, mm. but, you know, it is what it is.
0: You don't harp on it too much. No, no. It doesn't really do me any good. Did you have a favorite class in school?
1: Favorite class? Uh, I had favorite teachers. Okay. Uh, I, I like Mr. Curcio. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. Miss Castor was a, one of my favorite teachers, mm-hmm. even though... She wasn't always nice to me, but
0: you know. Nice caster. uh
1: Mr. Milio, even though he has a Yeah, a history, a past <laughs> history. Yeah. Might uh might pull that no, but it, out. <laughs> no, nah, I always liked Mr. Milio. Yeah. Yeah. He was a cool guy. Uh yeah, but I loved my experience at Wisake and you know, it was a good
0: time. Yeah. So you did enjoy it?
1: Yeah, every no, uh, everybody was for the most
0: part, good. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I didn't have any problems with anybody. You're like so. I don't know. <laughs> the secondhand store still going. Yeah, still going. Um, you were looking at my art in the bathroom and stuff. So I was telling you, like, I bought the art in the bathroom out in New Orleans and downstairs. Random thrift shops that mm. you know I like, just kind of find stuff. Uh, or they catch me. You know, ninety percent of stuff I've bought here, I've been drunk when uh-huh. I when I buy it. <laughs> uh, street festival, whatever. Uh-huh. Um. But I love I do love going into thrift shops and just kind of finding especially Philly centric stuff. Uh-huh. Um but anything that kinda of hits home to me. What kind of stuff Yeah, that, that's
1: pretty much my line of business that I was in or th- that I'm currently in still. Uh but we don't just take stuff like we buy everything that mm-hmm. you know, we mm-hmm. we take in. Yeah, you're not pawning it for No, like some and, of it. and they're not like donating it or right. anything like that. So the stuff that I purchased thinking that I could resell it, you know. Mm. Like flipping it so i've had my hands in a lot of different things like you know from tools to you know appliances to furniture to you know electronics to collectibles antiques and so a wide range of you know items that you know i familiarize myself with and you know, it, it is pretty cool to
0: get in the lives of a lot of different people you know different aspects of what's life. what's the worst thing that you've bought that you just go like oh i want to do something with it and then you just couldn't couldn't flip it couldn't fix it up couldn't get rid of it
1: pretty much everything that's at the store right now <laughs> like
0: everything that you know i could flip it goes gone. to the next yeah it's gone so yeah so do you find uh with with do you do online stuff even do yeah you, do you find like with that it it does it kill the brick and mortar model uh, with online sure stuff, but like or?
1: with I guess it destroys certain aspects of certain businesses, but you know, like as, as a business, you always have to adapt to mm-hmm. what makes you money. Mm-hmm. Right? Like if the store is not being profitable, you know, you got to look at other avenues. Initially I didn't do a whole lot of online sales, mm-hmm. but then it sort of evolved into that, you know, cause that's where
0: yeah. was, you was. Know, that's where the money was. So. Yeah. There's a local shop uh, off of South street. It's a pawn shop, but they don't, they're not really open a lot because they mm-hmm. sell most of their stuff on eBay. And yeah. if you go in and say, well, hey e- am-
1: eBay is not the same as it used to be. Uh so like I, I did a lot of eBay, mm-hmm. but then for the same products I, I wasn't getting what I expected eBay to bring. Mm. So I would list less items there and then transition more to Amazon. Amazon is Brings doing very well.
0: Yeah, for sure. Of course everyone's on Amazon. Yeah. yeah. So
1: I I would sell a lot on Amazon um, and a lot of different uh, ways to sell it. Like Mm. With music uh, instruments, I would put it up on like Reverb. Mm. So they deal specifically with music instruments uh, with like antiques and like I had like a Civil War journal. I gave that to uh, Alder for Auction and I had them sell it. So just knowing where to like, have your items to sell to put it, is yeah.
0: probably key. That's cool. What's the coolest thing you've you've been able to sell?
1: Mm. I don't know. I, I sold a lot of, like, stuffed animals. Hmm. Uh, taxidermy stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, I personally thought it was cool just looking at it. At one point, I had a big moose head. You know, the ones you see at, like, Abercrombie and Fitch. Yeah. Like, on top of the fireplace. Yeah. Like, I had one of those. Uh, you know, like the Civil War journal. I had like a 12th century samurai sword. You know, a lot of that World War II cool. memorabilia. Uh, a lot of coins, currency, uh, like cool. dinosaur fossils, like tooth. Like
0: come across wide range of stuff. What's the easiest thing? You see it and you go, "Yep, I I know exactly where that's going. I know how to uh, how much tools generally. Tools, yeah. A lot of higher end
1: tools uh, bring good money. Mm. Like good tools bring good money yeah and there there's always a demand for it so tools yeah so those were it's sort of token like i i focus more to that but like when i first started it was more like furniture and you know stuff that i thought i thought it was cool mm. but it doesn't mean that everybody else thinks it's cool
0: so. right and it takes
1: up a lot of space mm-hmm. too right yeah and then there was a time where it was more stuff that was a, more of a necessity than like refrigerators appliances like, yeah you know stuff like that so huh. so
0: it, it's always evolving yeah to fit the need i told you so i don't i don't adult much so you know to see adulting happening in this way
1: no you you work for wwe that's i did
0: but that's not adulting I'm wrong. so did you meet any uh <laughs> famous wrestlers like did you meet the rock didn't meet the rock so the two i never met the three i never met were the rock hulk hogan and Bret hart that you haven't met, didn't meet him. Yeah, have not met. Well, Bret Hart's dead, right? No, he's alive. His uh, brother's dead. Oh, his brother's oh, dead. Yeah, Bret's alive. So you met Anvil. I did meet the Anvil. Yep. Okay. I met I met Jim the Anvil Ninehart. He's dead. You you from what I remember, you were a big Mankind fan. Really? Uh, no,
1: you weren't. You uh, were right.
0: I mean, I I could have in been. high school.
1: I sort of remember you as
0: a wrestling nut in high school. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, yeah. it was it was awesome way. that
1: you know your
0: passion led you to WWE. yeah no i grew up you know watching wrestling uh my grandmother got me into it uh and then i just kept watching it and i was the guy that always had like a friend or two Uh that i could like drag into the wrestling that would be into it so who was that friend uh, ray and scott were probably those. scott was probably the one that through high school was a little bit more into it ray
1: is the one who
0: yeah, he uh, passed. Right? Yeah, yeah. Passed our that, senior yeah, year. That's sad. Yeah, yeah. When we were kids, he Ray was, you know, get Ray into wrestling and like Alex Mater and Brandon Marcraff and uh, okay. all those guys. All, like, all these
1: names are coming back. And yeah, like, wow.
0: we used to all hang out together and, you know, watch wrestling and have sleepovers where we wrestled all night and watched, you know, these tapes. Wrestled all night. Yeah, wrestled yeah. all night, <laughs> and watched these tapes and stuff. And you know, my first like big birthday party at the house was WrestleMania eight for my ninth birthday. And uh, my parents lie in the living room with uh, cardboard. Uh-huh. And uh, Joey Brown got a bloody nose, and someone hit him with a chair. Joe Brown. Yeah, Joey <laughs> Brown. Someone hit him with a chair. Um, Yeah, so that was I was always the wrestling guy. Um, and then would just try and bring other people. I had some friends that were like super, super into it. I don't know if you remember, like old some older guys, like Leon Leon Osowski or Brian yeah. Clayton uh, or Harold Gann or John Small. Harold, yeah, yeah, yeah. So those John- guys were really they were like seniors when we were freshmen, and they yeah, were yeah, really, really that. into wrestling, and they could drive. You know, when we were freshmen, and so okay. uh, I used to always I used to hang where, out. Where did you live? I grew up in South Ambler. That was really like my first like hang with like older kids and like, uh-huh. you know, hang with these 18 year olds at someone's house just watching wrestling. And then they come and bring and take you home at, at 11 o'clock at night or, you know, 1130 at night. That was like, yeah, they're good guys. Yeah. That was like as mischievous as I got back in those days was hanging with those guys till like 1130. And my mom would just be like, wrestling. Yeah. Watching wrestling <laughs> or, you know, the occasional like drive, just driving around hitting hills and stuff. And that's when my friends were very into, you know make just making their car go uh-huh. <laughs> didn't mean anything but they were into making it do that and uh jumping hills and train tracks and stuff and come yeah. home at 11 30 your mom just goes where the fuck have you been and you're not drunk you're not high <laughs> you're just like i was just riding around the back seat with friends that was it wrestling yeah I'm talking <laughs> wrestling and listening to wrestling theme music and uh-huh yeah was it. she probably wanted to hear that you were drinking, and <laughs> sometimes I think so i think uh I think especially like even now she's always wants to know like who am I dating or uh-huh. whatever like she's always wants to know that I'm doing something in life that's like you know progressing things forward socially i think
1: yeah no, this podcast
0: for sure this is she's a big fan of the and podcast, and you have a voice for it, so thanks man, yeah, thanks uh for years, i people always used to say that like I have a radio voice and um. Previously, I was doing like some voiceover stuff and um uh-huh. doing, doing production, and so I would always do voiceover stuff because it's just easiest to pick me. Um, but then I'd always think like, how come no one like I wish I could just get a voice job? but no one's really heard my voice, so like now this uh-huh. is a great vehicle to just put my voice out there and you know
1: maybe yeah some no, that's cool that's it. awesome
0: yeah
1: yeah you uh-huh. you sound like a typical
0: like a white guy yeah, yeah that's um <laughs> it's funny because that's like what I said with Mike. Uh, with Mike Clyburn Uh uh, and he said, you know, he was just kind of always taught that way. Um, And I dealt with that a lot. You know, I hated how my voice and I can switch it up. I can chameleon uh, if I feel pressed, you know, but it seemed like before
1: you press the record button. Yeah.
0: As soon as you pressed it, I think your voice got deeper. Oh, oh, maybe Um, I'm probably trying to be calmer and I really, really. So when I'm doing these podcasts, I really work hard at talking slower and not interrupting, I'm a power talker, uh-huh. and so it's really easy for me to just start talking and just start going like this, and just start going and going. But then I won't let you get a word in, or I'll keep cutting you off. Um, and so for me, just to kind of like this is just me just chilling, hanging, talking, whatever. Mm-hmm. But if 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 I a little bit more less interviewy and more like whatever, um, yeah, the voice will just start going up like this. But it goes back and forth a lot, and uh-huh. I'm like I'm like the prince of conversation. No, you're a natural.
1: Thanks, man. You got a nice setup here. Thanks. Yeah.
0: Thanks. Really digging it. Thanks, dude. Um, is there anything that you want to, we talked like a good amount of time here. Did we? Yeah. Is there a. It's going to be edited into what, like 20 minutes? 15. 15. (laughs) (laughs) No, it'll, I mean, we have like an hour and a half. it will probably be like, Uh probably be close to an hour. Did you go to the last reunion? Nope. Never gone. Have you ever gone to the reunion?
1: Uh, I went to the five-year reunion. How was that?
0: Was that the one in here in the city?
1: Yeah, it was in the city. Uh, I forget exactly where. Yeah. Uh, the 10-year I wanted to go, I, I was planning to go, but didn't go.
0: Yeah. Uh, was there any reason or just just didn't make it? Yeah, I don't
1: know exactly what the reason was, but didn't end up going. I hope
0: there's another reunion. Uh, it'd be nice to... We're coming up on 20 I'm sure there will be. Um Danielle was kind of hoping the same thing uh-huh. that there would be something. Um, okay.
1: Yeah. yeah that, if I could help you get people on
0: here, like, yeah, I would love it. I honestly, you know, where I'm going to really need help. Who what? Asians, Asian, Asian. Here's a real question. Honest to God question. The, the bulk of Korean students who didn't speak great English. Okay. Have they, have they learned English? more can you uh elaborate can you say a name um
1: Kidom. uh he passed last year no fucking way yeah uh no way yeah yeah uh, yeah he had cancer no so it, it was a very hard time especially for me and and of course his family
0: wow uh, man i'm really sorry to hear that yeah. i had no
1: it, it it was a very tough time like wow. and going through that i was there with them going through all that and that's where i sort of lost faith in the system and like the hospitals and stuff like that it's,
0: wow but. jeez man i'm really sorry to even bring it up that way no yeah, um, no you didn't know Man. but
1: yeah it's, it's just it was a tough part of my life and it, i i still think about it you know it was just a year he, ago he was my best man at my wedding really yeah,
0: So. wow it was just a year ago
1: a year ago yeah man
0: that's tough i'm really sorry to hear that
1: yeah and ever since that point like i don't think
0: i would ever be the same you know? and
1: that's you. Of sure like these past couple years have been very tough
0: yeah uh i remember well, yeah when ray died that was um i it completely changed you know my chemistry and and everything that i did i did i just did things completely different mm. uh changed my life so i i know a little bit of where you're coming from you know from that side
1: yeah like honestly to that point i was very never an emotional person but till this day like driving to work like if it just comes up you know i just start tearing up mm. and you know
0: it had a bigger
1: effect on me than I realized, or expected.
0: Yeah. So. Um. Man, I remember. Man, Keon was like. Uh, I remember Keon very early. You know, in in school, uh, when he came to Wizikin, because uh, yeah, he, he's one of the first students that's one of his first Korean students that struck out in my head, uh, coming here.
1: Yeah, he, he he had a very strong personality. You know? Yeah,
0: um, and he, oh God, I'm trying to think of who he used to hang out with. Um, because with of, me, <laughs> there was someone else, and uh, I June June Men. Yep, it was that's it because I did not get along great with June, but Kidam was so. Why didn't you get along with June? Um, I, I still see him, June. Nothing that June did. I think I was just a jerk to him. Uh-huh. Uh, I think I was probably just—I uh, was probably, you know, like I said, Asian kid. Do you right? want to
1: hash this right now? Should I call him?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't want. I want I would love to do a face-to-face. Absolutely. Uh-huh. How's June's – So June didn't speak a lot of English, um, growing up, at least. Uh-huh. Does he now? Oh yeah. Yeah. I guess what I was wondering was like, and really more from like a from a listener standpoint have every have people like start to learn english have people learn english did they want to learn english
1: yeah they do but like to this day i still speak to him in korean yeah you know, there's some people that i always just speak to in korean yeah it's just it just comes more natural right uh not that he can't or yeah yeah whatever but yeah he, it's just comes it just comes natural
0: in that uh sense. was very quiet mm-hmm. and so very few words, and so r- very rarely yeah, very rarely were any of those words English, mm-hmm. you know uh simple one word answers, which understandably you know, you're just learning mm-hmm. um but yeah, so i, I was kind of curious about that, like well, it makes it harder when you have a lot
1: of Korean friends and you're not exposed to you know speaking to people in English, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure that has a that played a toll, but
0: yeah um. That's why I'm so surprised like when you said it was easy for you to pick it up. Well, it, I was very young. Uh you know, like everyone just always says, and like I didn't English have is, that Korean click when I was five. Yeah. So. But everyone just says all the time, like, um, English is so hard because we talk fast, we combine words, uh, we have sayings of stuff that aren't actual things that you learn. Uh, we have multiple words that mean the, that mean completely different. There's yeah, one sound, word that means the like same sound thing. Sound different. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. It's pronounced differently. Yeah. yeah.
1: So in that aspect, it is a tougher language to learn. Mm. But you know, the, I grew up. Yeah, yeah. Grew up here, so yeah. You know, I didn't really uh, feel that. Holy sh! Grace Lee. <laughs> Grace Lee. <laughs> wow.
0: Do you ever look at the yearbook ever?
1: No, I can't no. even find mine.
0: You were on it where I handed you. You were right there. No, no, yeah. I, oh, okay. I see me. Oh, you mean you can't even find your yearbook? No, I can't
1: find my yearbook now. Brings back good memories.
0: Mm -hmm. But there are a lot of kids in here and I just go, I don't think I know that person at all.
1: Yeah, I'm seeing that.
0: And some people, I I don't even have a clue. There I am. Little chubby guy. Yep. (laughs) I don't even have a clue like where to start finding certain people. Uh, You
1: should get a tool
0: here. A tool?
1: Yeah. I used to always call him a fool. (laughs) And you used to always call me like a sheep. (laughs) To, uh, you want me to sign it? Yeah, sign it. Only the spoon knows what is stirring
0: <laughs> It's very philosophical.
1: Yeah. Maybe it had some deeper meaning back then. I don't know. Only the spoon knows what is stirring in the pot.
0: Yeah. It's a yeah. very, um, yeah, philosophical. I feel like that could be on a on a painting on a wall. Dance like no one is watching. Laugh like laugh like you've never laughed before or whatever i don't know where i got that quote but i don't even know why i said
1: thank you god um
0: well you mentioned i mean you were very you know like i am religion religious now (laughs) but religion would seem to be like a very strong part of your life growing up
1: uh more in the social aspect not uh i guess in the religious sense Uh, right now i think it's just more harm than good yeah that's just my opinion
0: well You signed it? Did you sign it? Yes, I did sign it. All right. Well, thank you for signing it. Thank you for coming. No,
1: thank you for having me.
0: Um, Give us a a clean plug for your shops, for your two shops here.
1: Okay. Uh, So
0: the name's Good Vibes,
1: Vape and Smoke Shop in Ben Salem. We're located 1564 Bristol Pike, Ben Salem, PA. Open 11 to 9 every day. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and if anybody wants to come stop by, Say hi. Yeah.
0: Nice. Come by.
1: I would like you to come by. Yeah, I'm in.
0: I'll hook you up with some CBD. Awesome. Yeah. I love it. Maybe I can put something on the Instagram uh, when I go there. Yeah, for sure. And, and uh, you know, follow
1: us on Instagram. What, yeah. What's your Instagram? Uh, Good Vibes Philadelphia. Perfect. Perfect. Follow us. Like all my posts.
0: Well, I'll, uh, I'll link it up on the, on the We Weren't Friends Instagram. Yeah, so. stop by and write a review on Google. It helps. Awesome. Awesome. And yeah. do you want to promote the secondary shop? Yes, Oz Garage,
1: open 10 to 5. <laughs> but
0: perfect. Yeah. Thanks, dude. Thank you. All right. That was Aram Lee. Um, I had so many questions and I, I just didn't know how to ask them because I didn't really know Aram going into this. And uh, like I said, I think maybe I was a little bit groggy just starting off, having just woken up from uh, a nap from day drinking. Um, but uh, I was a little nervous just getting into the whole topic of, of race and, and you know, his culture and and talking about the stereotypes that I, I kind of saw around school and the segregation that I thought, you know, took place and just wanted to know, you know, what his life was like. And I, I didn't want to insult him. And, um, you know, of course, he wasn't insulted. Uh, we had great conversation. And Aram is a funny guy. And if you're in the Ben Salem or in the Norristown area and you want to check out Oz Garage uh, or good vibes. Uh, make sure you do that. They have Facebook pages and, uh, I've got to go there cause Aram's got some awesome hoodies. So he said, if I come to the shop, he's going to hook me up with a hoodie. So I still want to hold you to that Aram. Um, obviously you heard the moment there where I learned that, uh, one of our classmates and Aram's best man in his wedding, uh, Kim had passed away uh, a little over a year ago. Uh, pretty shocking to me. I felt bad about just the whole way that we were going into it. Um, but you know, I continue talking to Aram about Kinam and learning a little bit more about uh, you know his life after sc- after high school and uh, and what he went through. And uh, I definitely feel for Aram uh, losing one of his best friends and uh, still dealing with that loss today. So um, so just continue thoughts going out to Aram and all of Kinam's family and friends. So as I was you know saying, we Aram and I continue talking and after the show ended, and and at some point Aram says what are you doing tonight and i said you yeah, know this is this is pretty much it. This is what my night is You know, I'm just hanging with you here doing this the interview and and uh aram says you want to see some asian shit and i say yeah sure so he takes me to his buddy's shop in uh in rentown square and uh hang out with uh with a couple guys there and uh very nice guys and um then we uh drive around a little bit and uh go to chinatown get some chicken and have some really just awesome conversation about the podcast and and business and um some awesome point of views that aram uh, uh was able to give me and uh we're driving through chinatown afterwards and uh we just kind of stop in the middle of street in aram's car and aram rolls down the window and he and he points and he goes there's james you James U is a classmate of ours, graduated in 2001 with us. At some point, I would hope to be on the show. Uh, but, you know, at this point, you know, I think the, the podcast is two episodes in uh, when this is going on. And so he rolls down the window and he's like, look, hey, James U," And James comes slowly walking. James is standing in a, in a group of people. Is just, you know, two in the morning, three in the morning, something like that. And James comes walking off the sidewalk, walking in the middle of the street towards Aram's car. And he just looks in and he goes, Aram? And then he gets a little bit closer and he's just Brad Corbett. (laughs) And then Aram just drives off. He just, he just leaves him. That was it. So, uh, it was a great night, uh, fun time and, uh, just capped off kind of perfectly. So thanks Aram again, uh, for great interview, great night afterwards in Chinatown. And, uh, I look forward to uh, hanging out with you again soon. In two weeks, my guest will be Oma Fonda. Alma's interesting because he came to America from England in high school. And he's also Indian. And so we'll get his story of not just coming to America and the struggle of finding friends, but actually finding his way into what I think I would consider the cool kid crowd. Uh, I don't know, the cream of the crop, the upper echelon of of high school kids, the ones that had girlfriends, the ones that partied, the ones that excelled in school sports. That is the crowd that Alma found himself in after a year or so of being at Wizahicken. And so uh, we have a really great conversation. He's really open and honest and sharing what that life was like uh, with his group of friends and uh, letting me in a little bit on some of the guilty pleasures of what I was missing out on in high school. In addition, he's also going to tell us about some of the things that he's been going through Uh, since then, uh, some serious stuff, some medical conditions and, and inform us just a little bit about, uh, some of the things that he's been dealing with over the past bunch of years. And so a great conversation, a really different perspective and just another awesome interview that I can't wait to share with you guys. So that will be in two weeks on a Monday morning. We weren't friends in high school is the Instagram at WWF in high school is the Twitter. And I'm at redshirt player. You can subscribe to this podcast anywhere and everywhere podcasts are available and uh all right i think that is it uh thank you guys for the last bunch of weeks uh everyone that's been finding the podcast uh, and everyone that's just been reaching out it's been really fun i just got done a couple of interviews last weekend and i can tell you guys still a lot more great interviews to come all right that'll be it for me i'll see everyone in two weeks on a monday morning with my guest oma fonda